Welcome to the Broncos Binge Podcast. A podcast for those who bleed orange and blue. This one's for John. Produced locally in Denver, Colorado. Now, here's your hosts, Rachel Strand and Dalton Coble. Hello, Broncos country, and welcome to the Broncos Binge Podcast, the Denver Broncos podcast made by fans for fans. I am your host, Rachel Strand, and I'm also here with my co-host, Dalton Coble. Week 14 in the NFL just concluded, and the Broncos are sitting at a miserable 3-10 record. No one really saw the season going this way for the Broncos. It's almost as if we're enduring the worst-case scenario. But before we discuss the previous matchup between the Broncos and the Chiefs, let's update on some injuries. During the game, quarterback Russell Wilson suffered a concussion. The injury was suffered when Wilson scrambled for additional yards, and he ended up being tackled pretty hard, banging his head on the ground in the process. Broncos players around him immediately signaled for the training staff to come help, as Wilson was seen moving slowly and kind of showing telltale concussion signs. If you watched it as it happened live, it was pretty brutal to watch. And as we record this, Wilson is still in the concussion protocol, but is reportedly making good progress, and he has not been ruled out for the game against the Cardinals. Um, Jacob Martin, who we got from the Jets this year, also went on IR, I'm pretty sure, for the rest of the year. So that rose the total up to, what, 18 players on IR? I don't know. I've I've lost track. Who <laughs> we need to count, but there are two designated two players designated to come back from IR. I don't I don't really think we should bring them back. I, I low key think we should just stash them for next year. Oh yeah. Yeah, Randy Gregory doesn't need to play again. So yeah, the Broncos, as many of you know, it's probably no news to nobody, but the Broncos are the most banged up team in the league. So not much we can really do about it. Just hope that we don't get this bad luck injury bug next season. Okay, so Dalton, moving on to our reaction to the previous game. Yes, the Broncos lost, but honestly, to me, this loss doesn't really feel as bad as the rest of the losses this season. Like, had Wilson not been hurt in the late in the fourth quarter, I really think the Broncos were in the process of mounting an insane comeback. What? Racial admitting to this? That's crazy. I know. Yeah, it looked really it looked really nice and then of course we all had to come back down to earth. Yeah. I I really do think that we ha- we had the momentum like in our favor and had he not gone down, I think we could have at least tied it or at least one because for some reason Mahomes wasn't really he started off hot and then something happened. We either like figured out what the hell he was doing or whatever because we ended up picking him off three times in that game so Josie Jewel had two picks that game that's that's not that's not seen before so I was like oh okay you go you go Josie um yeah so Patrick Mahomes did look pretty bad at the end of that game yeah and I really think we could have I don't know what it was. People say, I saw some stupid things online where people were saying, oh, the Chiefs were just playing with their meal or toying with us. And I'm like, no, they wouldn't. Like, that's not what you do in the NFL. If they really wanted to get any satisfaction out of it, they would have continued to 
blow us out. They're not just going to play with us and they're not going to make us think that we have a chance. Like, they're going to try to win. This is the NFL. You don't play stupid games like that. And they're the Chiefs. They've been good for many years now. They're not going to do stupid stuff like that. So I don't know what happened, but our defense kind of figured them out in the second half. And I just, it was sad to see Wilson get hurt. And I really think we could have had a chance there. Like, I had some of my optimism come back, but then Brett Rippon came in and all the momentum that we had kind of left with Wilson. And it, like, extra died. Like, all my optimism just completely died when Rippon threw some ducks. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see his interception that he had, how bad of a pass yes. it was? <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's definitely not a serviceable backup. I, I know. Think. Yeah, that's and that thing is you don't really talk about backups that much because they're backups, but in the NFL you need to have a backup that you still have some trust in in terms of like if they're thrown into a scenario like he was where the quarterback, the main quarterback gets injured and he gets thrown in in a game that was still winnable. Um so I think that's something the Broncos might need to look at in the offseason is getting a better backup quarterback for Russell Wilson. Yeah, probably. I, I'd agree with that statement because I don't think Brett Rippon's it. Um, also, I don't know why Jerry Judy decided to have himself a monster game like that. <laughs> I've never seen Jerry Judy perform like that in my life. Right. <laughs> and, and I was like, okay, well, now I know that you have that ability. What am I supposed to do with it? I You've know. You've never shown us that you're, you're, we're capable of this for two years. But then and again, I'll do it. Then again, look at the quarterbacks he's had. I mean, now he gets Wilson. Yeah, we still don't. We still aren't entirely sure what Wilson's deal is. But I mean, he had like Drew Locke, Brett Rippon, and did he have Jeff, Jeff Driscoll? Was he here for that? I don't know. He might have been. But regardless, he has not exactly had some ideal ball throwers. So it's hard to hard to blame him. I saw. I don't know who said it. It was some Broncos analyst said that. The Broncos will probably pick up his fifth year option or, you know, they're not going to get they're not going to get rid of him just yet. And I'm all for it because I I really think he's still a good wide receiver. Yeah. So let's let's hope that Jerry Judy can keep riding this momentum that he's got. For real, because then I'll keep him because I'm going to take back everything I said. I was so like even last podcast, which was the funniest thing is I talked about us trading him and all of a sudden he was like no 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 yeah. no, 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 no he's no. like dalton from the broncos binge podcast said that i needed to be traded so i'm gonna have a monster game i'm, I'm gonna put up three touchdowns but that's still pretty impressive so yes the it was still a loss but it didn't feel as bad as it did in the past because i mean the broncos scored 28 points which is the most points they've scored this entire season that brings up the question, and a lot of analysts are kind of talking about this, can Hackett save his job? And, like, what what circumstances would allow him to keep his job? I, mean, I don't. I, I really don't know. Uh, why did Russell Wilson have such a good game last game? Was it him, or was it Nathaniel Hackett calling plays? Or was it the fact that Nathaniel Hackett is growing a goatee, and it's the power of the goatee? <laughs> Yeah, he did. That's probably his depression goatee, realizing how bad he's doing. Honestly, it's like when Baker May. It's like when Baker Mayfield shaved at the uh, halftime versus the Broncos that one time. <laughs> if I had the power to grow facial hair based on depression, I would have a 
it would be at least Santa Claus length by now. But honestly, if the Broncos manage to win out here, and I wouldn't say win out, but if they get a couple more wins under their belt, I wouldn't be surprised if Hackett saves his job because if you look at things and see how terribly injured this team is, it's kind of hard to get much done. Mind you, when the team was somewhat healthy, we didn't look that good, but I would not be surprised if the Broncos keep him. However, going into next season, they make it entirely clear to him and say, if this team is any bit short of so-and-so expectations, you're gone. Like, you're not even boarding the plane home with us. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the if the Broncos look the same way next season. He's gone within a couple games because it's really hard to can a head coach after he's been here for one year and, I don't know, just something... I feel like a lot of Broncos fans would be shocked if we kept him, but you also have to look at things from the point of George Payton, and I mean, that if George Payton fires him in the offseason, that means he just is kind of accepting defeat and saying, hey, yeah, that was on me, guys, that was a bad hire, and then we're back to square one again. But I really think that they'll just say to Hackett, they'll be like, hey, you need to do this, 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 and if you're any bit short of that, you're gone faster than you can even say your name. Like, he, they will not accept any BS next year, so I'm just saying, don't be surprised if it happens. Here's one thing, the Vikings head coach, Kevin O'Connell, he was apparently a lot closer than we thought to getting this job. Like, Elway even admitted it, that he was super close that he and George Payton were super close to, uh, fi- like, finishing this off. And that kind of hurts, like, a lot, considering how well the Vikings are doing right now with Kurt that Cousins. May be, that may be a little fake, though. I, don't, I know, we don't know how but still. good they are. I mean, they're doing better offensively than we are. Yeah, but there's a lot of other circumstances involved with that one. They're still pretty healthy. Yeah, it's kind of weird to see how the McVeigh coaching tree, I forgot who McVeigh came from originally, but I know those who worked, yeah, it's it's like a McVeigh-Shanahan hybrid tree here, but it's kind of weird to see the Rams struggling so much this year. Like, their season's basically over, just like ours. Um, So that'll be a fun Christmas Day matchup, the Broncos and the Rams. So we're gonna lose to Baker Mayfield. Baker, oh Mayfield. I, I hope you know Sean McVay is going to turn Baker Mayfield around, and they're going back. Going back where? Playoffs. My ass. They've got like the same <laughs> record as us. Almost. They're not That's good. So not true. That's so not true. They're not gonna do anything. No, they're not good. Their, their record. Oh man, they really. Okay, wow. I think they're third or fourth in the NFC West right nine. now. Yeah, that's not going to make the playoffs. They're going to have to win out if they even want a chance. Oh, the NFC is so weak. But they're in the NFC West. Okay, the, the, the Cardinals are also 4-9. and nine. The Seahawks are 7-6, and six, and they just lost to the Carolina Panthers. The only good team in that division is the 49ers. Anyways, we're getting off track here. Dalton and I will get heated and throw hands on this topic outside Anyways, of the podcast. <laughs> I want to I talk about the 10 coaches that we interviewed 
and hired Nathaniel Hackett. We hired we interviewed Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan, Bengals offensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, the Eagles defensive coordinator, Luke Getze, Packers quarterback coach, Aaron Glenn, the Lions defensive coordinator, and Nathaniel Hackett, the Packers offensive coordinator, Jared Mayo, a Patriots inside linebacker coach. Kellen Moore, Cowboys head co- uh, offensive coordinator. Kevin O'Connell, the Rams offensive coordinator, and then Dan Quinn, who's now the Cowboys defensive coordinator. A lot of those didn't get hired. Yeah, some it of them. Some O'Connell of them didn't really make sense. It was just Kevin O'Connell, I think, to be honest. Yeah. So maybe we're just not good at finding head coaches. <laughs> I don't know, but I did see this report uh, from Benjamin Albright. Benjamin Albright has no idea I exist, so sorry, ben, sorry, Ben, for exposing you like this. But he said this on his twi- Twitter that George Payton didn't want to give Russell Wilson that contract at first. He was skeptical, but then the Walter Penner group was like, "Nah, just just give it to him." Ooh, that's so. That's that's, rough. A, that's an ownership. That's an ownership taking responsibility. That's rough and though because I if... don't like that. I don't either. If that does end up being true, mind you, let's let's say this again. This is merely a rumor. But if that does end up being true, George Payton will be the one taking the fall for it because the owners are the owners. They are they're, the head they're honchos. They're forever now. Well, not forever, but you, yeah, um, they're the head honchos. I mean, they can't really be fired. So it's that. So if that does end up being true. That just sucks for George Payton. I still, a lot of people are starting to question George Payton as of late, and I still, I'm still kind of confident in him. Um, what's this? Is we're going on his third year with the team here next season? Yeah, it's kind of hard to do like a full turnaround of a team that quickly. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt for a couple more seasons. But I mean, the man can draft like none other. So. True, but I don't know, because if that's the case, then that's just bad, because I don't like owners that like to oversight everything, especially a Walmart owner. Get out. Oh, Go stop. away. Go back to Walmart. Stop. What? <laughs> you don't need to make football decisions. That's not his responsibility. <laughs> anyway, so moving into a preview of the upcoming game, the Arizona Cardinals are coming to town and they are coming to town without their quarterback number one. Tyler Murray tore his ACL a couple plays into Monday Night Football, so he is out for the season. He'll have plenty of time for Call of Duty. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. But, um, yeah, you had to say it. I had to say it. So Colt McCoy is quarterback number one for them. So if Wilson cannot play, it will be Brett Rippon versus Colt McCoy, which is just excellent football, excellent television. I'm I'm being sarcastic, but um, the hope is that Wilson can play. Obviously, I want his health to be the number one priority because concussions are nothing to mess around with. So if it helps him to sit a game, then he might as well. But if he is able to come back, this can be another winnable game for the Broncos. The Broncos really need to get this win because like we aren't really playing for draft position anymore. We're playing more for pride. And the more wins we get, the better. I'm surprised at the sheer amount of Broncos fans just saying, hey, lose out. I don't care. Because, I mean, again, we're not playing for draft position. So let's try to win out so we can really screw the Seahawks over and their draft pick that they got from us. So yeah, Dalton, what do you what do you think about this game? What do you think about the Cardinals? Uh, I don't know, because I really don't want to get tossed up on by Colt McCoy, man. Oh my god. Yeah. I'd cry. I am looking forward, though, to seeing D-Hop and Pat Sertain play against each other mm-hmm. that'll be cool 
Um, I also think Cliff Kingsbury is not that good of a head coach. No, he's not. No, he's pretty bad. I don't his... know how he stayed a lo- I don't know how he stayed in town this long. Yeah, his his coaching seat is pretty hot. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a mutual parting of ways in the off season. But um, yeah, he was negative. He was negative record. Patrick with Patrick Mahomes in Texas Tech. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. But again, it'll be pretty depressing if the Broncos get carved up by the Cardinals. I know the Cardinals are having some issues with their offensive line as well. So the Broncos could really exploit that this game. Uh, not entirely sure who will be our pass rushers. I know Jonathan Cooper's done pretty well. Uh, I'm not entirely sure if Baron Browning's healthy, but he's pretty good when he's healthy. So it'll it'll be interesting. Hopefully we can exploit their offensive line and hopefully we can score some points on Vance Joseph and his defense. Oh, I literally forgot that Vance Joseph was the defensive coordinator for the Cardinals still. Oh, dude, did you know that we have a 9-1-1 record against the Cardinals? No, I did not. Yeah, we're, we we dominate them really hard. So, Dalton, we know that the Cardinals are not good, and this is a game that the Broncos can win. Do you think, are you confident in the Broncos' ability to win this game? Or do you think it'll turn out like another Broncos-Colts game that happened earlier this season? Um... I don't know. It's really hard to say because some days, we, if Brett Ripon's playing, I'm going to chalk it up as a loss. If Russell Wilson's playing, I'm going to chalk it up as, yeah, we're probably going to win. I can see us winning if Russell Wilson's playing. If Brett Ripon's playing, I'm very sorry. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Unfortunately, I kind of have to echo that as well. Um, I just really hope we don't get carved up by a team that's kind of an equal slash worse standing than we are so come on broncos let's get back in the win column do you think the seahawks are gonna get like a top five pick from us is that like already but confirmed i would hope not if we're able to win like a couple more games here then we might be able to push that to top 10 top 10 yeah well i don't know what the seahawks are gonna do with that draft pick i don't either but as that's why i want to win some more games broncos so we can screw over the seahawks because right now they are the seahawks and their fans are just absolutely insufferable like geno smith is not that guy stop it yes he's had he's been doing better than russell wilson but come on he is not that guy and he will not be that guy so Sorry to drop that truth bomb on you. Maybe you'll realize one of these days, but <laughs> they won't realize because they just won't realize. Um, they actually might squeak. If they squeak into a playoff game, I really don't think they're gonna go anywhere with it. Oh heavens, no! Probably get absolutely demolished, and everybody will go, "Oh, oh, yeah." Yeah, but then that again, happened. then again, we don't have any right to be talking about anything playoffs when we were literally eliminated a week or two ago. But uh, I, I pray for the downfall of the Seahawks. <laughs> How many years do you think George Payton has left if, he, if we don't win a playoff game anytime soon? Like, uh, how, how many years do you think he's got left to win a playoff game before they, like, can him? Two- That's just how the NFL works. He'll be he'll be canned eventually if he can't win a playoff game or can't make it to the playoffs. Two to three. Because I think that the ownership is just brand new and they're still kind of getting their feet wet and they themselves are figuring it out i think if i'm correct greg penner is the one who's kind of in charge of day-to-day activities and while he is part of the minority ownership group for the broncos uh he's still in charge i know um rob walton is the majority owner but he just kind of 
sits back and lets other people like Greg Penner take care of things. So I still think that the ownership's kind of getting their feet wet and they will really start putting their fist down within the next season or so. I think this came this season came as a shock to a lot of people. So I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't any crazy changes in the off season. I think there's going to be some serious meetings and they're going to lay out the lot like the guidelines. They're going to be like, hey, you know, if you don't meet so and so expectations here, there's going to be hell's going to be coming through. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a I wouldn't say it's going to be a crazy, flashy offseason. I hope that the Broncos make some better talent acquisitions, especially along the offensive line, maybe target that in the draft as well. But I, I think that the ownership group will really start to put their fists down and say, hey, Peyton and company, if you don't get this figured out, you're gone. So I'd, I'd say two or three seasons for Peyton, maybe more, but for Hackett, I think they will hold on to him for a little bit longer unless we absolutely shit the bed in the next, in our final games here. Um, so don't be surprised if Hackett's our head coach heading into next season, guys, because no. <laughs> you can be mad at me, Dalton, but you got to look at things kind of realistically. I, yeah, I know we want people to pay for how bad this season is, but I think... Yeah, I don't know who to make pay. Yeah, they'll probably fire pay? everybody. Just move the team to Toronto. No, I'm kidding. Please don't. Oh, dear God. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Broncos Binge Podcast. The Broncos Binge Podcast will be released weekly every Wednesday, and we hope you will tune in for future episodes as the season progresses. If you have any comments or suggestions, let us know. We want to make this podcast as fun and enjoyable as possible for our listeners. Once again, I am your host, Rachel Strand. And I'm Dalton Coble. Thanks for listening, and go Broncos! Thank you for listening to the Broncos Binge Podcast, a part of the Mile High Report Podcast Network. Make sure to follow at RachelNFL and NFL Dalton on Twitter for more Broncos news and content.